This is Glenel Presley. Greetings from the Hour of Excellence Studio Presley, featuring outstanding dignitaries, supremacists, historians, and also sharing information to extend your knowledge. February is Black History Month. In America today, blacks are in a downward slide to the days of Jim Crow, bigotry, hatred, slavery. Yes, slavery. Remember at one time in history, the black man was not even a full man. He was counted as three-fourths of a man. In the past, blacks were denied the privilege to vote. And today, stumbling blocks are being erected throughout America to block blacks from the polls. Trump and other Nazis, Hitler and Putin lovers are eagerly attempting to return blacks back to slavery. Look what happened to the American Indians who once owned America. Once in a generation, a man is called to stand out above others as a great and fearless leader. We are indeed fortunate to have such a man who comes to us today to tell his black history story. Time will not permit me to give you a full biological sketch of his life. He will cover that in our discussion. Believe me, he has led a colorful life and a useful life. In this unusual man, we find one who lives daily what he preaches and teaches. He is and has been a powerful force against racism. He's a pastor, a counselor, and a vociferous advocate for civil rights. At this time, I present to you God's man, a trailblazer, who opened many doors for people in this county and surrounding counties. Welcome, and thank you so very much, Reverend Dr. Rodney Lawrence Brown. Thank you, Mr. Presley, for your kind Th- words. Thank you so very much. But let's, as we get started, tell us a little bit about uh, you. Reverend Brown. All right. I, this time I only wish my mother could be here to hear it. I'm a native of Lake City, Florida. I was born July 16, 1945, to the late Johnny and Annie Femia Brown. Uh, I'm a descendant of the Robert Bennett family of Lake City, Florida, who were a pioneer family. Reverend Bennett, I'm a great-grandchild of Reverend Bennett. Reverend Bennett was drugged out of the Hope Henry Church and lynched July 4th, 1885, here in Lake City, Florida. I'm the grandson 
of the late Bill and Blasina Williams. During the year of 1945, when I was born, it was at the time, the end of the Second World War. On the same day that the atomic bomb was tested in New Mexico, which was on July 16th, that's when I was born. I'm married to Mercedes Daniels Brown, and I'm the father of eight children, five of my own and three adopted. One of the five of my own passed by 12 years ago, a daughter. I obtained my primary education within the public schools system, many knee black elementary in Richardson High of Lake City, Florida. I played on the football team. I was a member of the band and choir. At Richardson, we had books. They were used first by the white students at Columbia High. Then they were passed down to us. Thank you so very much for that statement, those statements, Reverend Brown. Let's talk just a little bit about, uh, you mentioned Minnie J. Elementary School, you mentioned Richardson High School. At that time, those schools were segregated, and uh, I can also attest to the fact that I attended uh, Richardson High School at the time that I attended Richardson. It was uh, elementary through 12th grade. Uh, and it, it was it was it was a, even though we were segregated, uh, we received I received secondhand books books from from the white side. Uh, as a matter of fact, I received so many books from the Vining family that was a white family until I I began to think that my name was Vining. The books had no cover on them and all of that. But anyway, the, the, the story is, this is your story, not mine. So let me ask you about uh, some of the activities while at Richardson. Uh, you, uh, you played football. Some of your coaches. Talk about some of your coaches. Oh, we had uh, Coach Anders, Coach Burgess, Coach Chancel, Coach Presley, and Coach Allen. These yes. were men that stood out, and they directed us in the right direction through discipline so that we would have a successful year playing football. Yes. Now, you you were in the uh, 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 band? We Yes, uh, I was in the band, Mr. Williams and uh, Mr. Spencer. They were our different band directors in different years. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any any teachers that you would want to uh, mention at this time? Yes. Uh, Miss Betty Lane, Mrs. Uh, 
Did you have Mrs. Former? Ms. No, Jones, I didn't have Mrs. I had Ms. Bowers Jones. I had Mrs. Uh, I had Mrs. Uh, oh my God, who's Mrs. Bill Brown? Yes, yes. I had uh, I think Dickie Pearson. Uh, I'm just thinking because that's so been sixty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> more. <laughs> hey, <laughs> quite some time back. Yes. Yes. But but now, uh, uh, from time to time, we've had uh, reunions at Richardson. There's no longer Richardson High School now. It was demolished back there, uh, uh, somewhere in the not demolished, but it was closed uh, back in the I believe in the seventies. Uh, it, it, it became uh, a ninth grade center, and eventually they demolished the school, left the gym uh, there, and the band building and the chorus building, uh, and the new wing. But what do you talk, what would you say about the com- camaraderie between uh, students and teachers uh, back there in that t- in that day and time? Uh, what are your feelings? How do you feel about Richardson? High school today. Uh, I felt the the teachers used what they had to instruct us, and it was a good thing we had. We loved one another. We it, it, it was a great relationship between us. And I, you know, in thinking of my mind, I think as uh, God had told Moses. Use what you got, and that's what the teachers did. They used what they had to instruct us, and it was a loving atmosphere. Yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Uh, the orange and green. Oh, best man. you ever seen. <laughs> Those were the <laughs> colors, sir. right? Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now, uh, let's move on from uh, from from the schools, the county, the public schools. Let's go to uh, some some of your employment. Tell our listeners about some of the uh, uh, some of the jobs that you uh, held back in well, that day. J. C. Penney's was yes. I was. Responsible for many firsts. I was the first black to serve customers at the local J.C. Penney's store in Lake City. I was one of the first four black correctional counselors, counselors in the state of Florida. Placed in a major institution. I was a death row and maximum security counselor. I was the first black assistant chief at Jacksonville and Lake City Correctional Centers, Workley Centers. I, I was acting black, first black acting chief of the Jacksonville Workley Center. I was the first later after I graduated anything from the college, I became the first black security officer at the college. I've done many other things 
uh, I, I, um, let me ask you this, uh, Reverend Brown, uh, uh, I understand that, that you spent time at Everett Waters College in Jacksonville. What, what, what was that like? Oh, it was a wonderful time at Ed Waters. I began to be introduced to what life was really like. Uh, I just, you know, it was a time when civil rights, you know, when people treated us as second-class citizens, and we were uh, protesting and thing, enrolled, after I enrolled at Air Waters one year before Congress passed the Civil Rights Bill, it was a bad time to be a teenage black person. I was involved in sit-ins, uh, protests and demonstrations on behalf of the civil rights cause. I got my schoolwork, but those things, it, it was during those hard months in Jacksonville that I learned the true meaning of racism. The, these encounters geared me toward the desire for equal opportunities for in my hometown. Now, uh, what about one of the key reasons we uh, want to talk to you, because you were the first African-American, the first black to attend uh, Lake City Community College, uh, a youngster during that time, uh, and I imagine that was really traumatic for you. Uh, uh, you were the only uh, person uh, back there in Little Rock when Little Rock Nine uh, integrated the schools. Out, uh, uh, they, there were nine of those people, so they had company. But when you integrated Lake City Community College, you were the only, you were the solo, you were the only black. Uh, talk to us uh, about that, please. But, uh, you know, how did you uh, get to that? How did you, uh, what caused you to go? Who helped you? Just tell us the story. Okay. From all the fervor that was taking place, you might think that I was a dangerous criminal. In a way, I was. <laughs> My crime was being black. <laughs> but on a beautiful sunny day in late August of 64, accompanied by Grover Lewis, Reuben Keener, Ernest Chapman, Mr. Charles Ponyo, and unknown FBI agents, I enrolled in Lake City Junior College and Forest Ranger School. It was a day for the history books. Uh, me and my friends were the first blacks to attend 
classes on campus. And, you know, it just was one of those times that uh, I had to really uh, go forward with what was going on to, to in order to do it because it wasn't just for me. It was for those that were coming after me. Yes. I, you know, I. it was during those hard times, it wasn't easy because uh, first there was a quiet interest exam. This test was set up to keep blacks out of the college. But fortunately, my transcript from Edwards College was good enough to get around the test. Mm -hmm. And you know, those that had that <laughs> wall set up didn't like that. <laughs> Second, a document surfaced that provided, you know, was that I said that I was too young to attend school. This was despite high, my high school diploma and college studies in Jacksonville. This time, uh, I, I was saved by technicality that farms at that time could not be signed, legal farms could not be signed on Sunday. And the reason for that was the, pre the superintendent had... Uh, and the board had contacted my aunt, who was a school teacher, and pressured her to pressure my mama, Zanifemia Brown, uh, to say that I could not go to the school. But that, you know, that was solved because. We had a, a, a civil rights attorney out of Tampa. I think his name was Francisco Rodriguez. Yes, that's it. Brought that forth. Brought that forth. So uh, then finally there was a problem of getting to campus. Local black leaders pitched in transporting me to the campus until a neighboring county, which was Gilchrist County, they consented to let me ride on the bus. I had to walk miles to get uh, you know, to each way to the bus route, but I stayed in school. Mm -hmm. But let me let me break in here and ask you this. The uh, Gilchrist County bus, was that, was that bus integrated uh, during that time or <laughs> no, I was the only one on there, so you know. What you, when you say only one, you're saying you're the only, only you were the only black on the, on that bus. Yeah, that, that 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 now that that's amazing because I can recall times when uh, I was attending Richardson and they were students coming out the rural areas uh, from say Fort White or other Winfield or other communities. Uh, black students had to walk while the white kids rode the bus. They would pass our children walking to school. On They would ride the bus while we, we had to walk. So, so consequently, a lot of our black children 
uh, who didn't have the means to get to, to Richardson, uh, they missed out. I had folk in my senior class, my 12th grade uh, Richardson High School class, that some were 20, 20 years old, 21 years old, because at when they uh, were able to attend Richardson, they, they had no transportation, so the, they just worked on a farm or did whatever. And when they got means of transportation, they were, you know, they attended Richardson. I, I had a, a, a relative, Columbus City, who was 21 years old when he graduated from Richardson due to the fact they had no transportation from Columbus City to to, to, reach, to get to, to Richardson. So so I understand clearly. I had to ask you that question, you know. I'm talking no problem about, because but no now problem I interrupted you. Go ahead, and you were talking about uh, uh, people who brought you had uh, the bus from Eucharist County that brought you uh, to the, took you to the car, but you had to walk a certain distance to get to that bus where the bus could pick you up, right? Yes, I did. God knows. You know, I knew that if I failed, it would be, it was what they wanted me to do because they never had a high level of thinking of a black person. But I had to do, I, this was, uh, to me, it was a ministry because it was to serve others, it was to help others. It wasn't just for me, but for others that would follow me. So I, I I just kept going, kept going, walking and singing and making it to the bus stop. Although sometimes when I got on the bus or on campus, I would hear that old thing that would say, Eeny, meeny, mighty mo," Catch the N-word by his toes. If he holler, let him go. And... You know, people said you would hear the N word and different things said, but I had to look beyond that because I had a goal on my mind to do things. It took me more than two weeks to write my name. You know, it was good, comfortable having my friends and all with me when I walked to the school, went to the school, uh, you know, on campus mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. But after then, it was me and the Lord. Yes. Well, the you, hey, <laughs> yes. 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 Now, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I cut you from off. From the from the pressure to be able to write my name, it took two or three weeks for me to do that. Because I was <laughs> just say, like I was in a boat without any oars. I was out there by myself. Yes. Me and the Lord. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I carried, a, in those days, I carried a small Bible testament with me. It was my only friend when nobody seemed to want to 
talk to me or with me. Yes. I didn't do well that first semester. Yeah, that pressure. The pressure. The but pressure. It, but, you know, Mr. David Jenkins and Miss Betty Lane, those people tutored me. Things changed. Also, my friends began to win students over as I was in class, and people heard me respond. At the same time, my grades improved drastically by the end of the spring semester in 1965. I was on honors list. It was no small accomplishment for me, a grandson of a freed slave who grew up in a world that treated me like I was a second-class citizen now, now let me I got several questions I need to ask now let's go back to the beginning of your, your tenure at Lake City Community College how did your mother feel how did she feel about you uh, attending Lake City Community College it, my mother was it, that I was just going to school, but she was nervous because she knew from the past how white people treated black people. Yes. yes. So with her sister coming to her, <laughs> pressing her from what the superintendent and the board members uh, uh, put on her, on them, on her, that upset her, but, you know, she didn't get in the way, but my, my, but finally my grandfather, Deacon Bill Williams, told them to leave me alone. If the boy mm-hmm. wanted to do that, he said, let him do that. Yes. Uh, my grandfather died, that was in August of 64, my grandfather died. Uh, October 1964, which was a great hurt to me, but because I took on that such a, <laughs> a, a yeah, monumental task there, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. 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 Now, did uh, I know I started to ask if you were afraid, but uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I I know the answer to that question already. So. Being look here, being out in the woods, the only black person, and you you're in the woods with white people. That was still during the Jim Crow days. That's right. They had those black and colored water fountains, black and colored bathrooms. <laughs> Everything was segregated. So <laughs> you know the yeah. man, the mind that I had. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. Now, you know, I can remember some things that were from back there, too, you know. Uh, I was born in 31, so you know uh, I remember some things. You mentioned the black and white water fountains. Uh, I remember remember the first time I I went to the bus station here in Lake City, and they had uh, two... Water fountain, big pretty one, man, white only. 
and the, the, the other one was down low, and it had on it colors. <laughs> yeah. I was a little fella. Man, I went to the white fountain. <laughs> he grabbed, oh, boy, you can't drink it. No, 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 Just you drink from that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I know how what you... Well, listen. Did you did you make uh, how did did you make friends with the with, with the Caucasian group? Any of the Caucasians there, the white people who were there? How 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 did that come along? Did you have uh, most times uh, you have somebody will understand from the other side, and they would you know they would tip around and talk to you and tell you know because they didn't want to be called the N word lover, you know. Uh, but how, how did how, did you have any any whites who befriended you in the at early first, go- at first that went the usual way through racism they tried to give me a white girl <laughs> and I, the president called me in after they were concerning that and mm-hmm. I had to tell him that in my race, I didn't need her. I said, because in my race, I had women from black, black, to high yellow. I yeah. had a bouquet, bouquet of women you, to choose from. <laughs> you told a white man that? <laughs> yes. Well, that, that, hey, that was true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Well, they use all kind of means to to suppress you. Uh, even going to your aunt to get her to uh, talk to her sister, which was your mother. Hey, that boy doesn't need to be out there. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he 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 shouldn't upset set the white folk. They don't they don't like that, and they can do this and this and this and this. Yeah, I imagine that was a yeah, and they tell to come and let you hear that or tell you that that, that that's discouraging. But you say you had a man who could who could turn water to wine. Yes. <laughs> he could raise the dead. You had that man on your side. So yes, I did. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, but oh man, I endured many struggles. But I accomplished many achievements. I obtained my Associate of Arts degree from Lake City Junior College and Project Range School. By 73, I dropped out for a while. I got married and had life. And uh, then I later... Just a moment. Somebody's got a glass. They're in a glass. I think. I hear some background noise. But anyway, go ahead. I, I graduated from Lagos Christian College and Graduate School in 96. After accepting the call of Jesus Christ to the ministry, I was ordained, I was licensed in in 93. I was ordained by Reverend George Francis, the First Central Baptist Association in 85. 1980, I made worldwide news with a march against drugs in Lake City. And 
I plead, please investigate, especially respectfully, Rodney L. Brown. The results, there was a result from that. The Office of mm-hmm. Civil Rights, they yeah. completed the investigation uh, of the, on that complaint against the Baker County School District. And this complaint was filed pursuant to Title IV of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, uh, 42 U.S.C., you know, 2000 D. Etc. It's implementing Regulation 34 CFR Part 100, which prohibits dis- discrimination on the basis of race, color, and national origin in any program or activity re- receiving financial, federal financial assistance. Specifically, special, yes, yeah, specifically, you allege that the Baker County School District discriminated against black students by operating a segregated bus system. The also civil rights investigation included a review and a and an analysis of records, documents pertinent to the issue of the complaint. Additionally during the on site review on November twelfth through the fifteenth, nineteen eighty five, interviews were conducted with bus drivers and school officials having knowledge of the bus transportation system based on available evidence, we have concluded that the district is in violation of Title Amen. 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 Beautiful. 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 That's, you know, I was inspired by Miss Betty Lane when I was in school to be able to write Miss Vera Brown when I was at Richardson to uh, write because while at Richardson I wrote an essay in a French class that won me a scholarship to Talladega, Alabama to Talladega College. Beautiful. Beautiful. But I didn't want, I wanted to go to a school close to home. Sure. But, but uh, you know, later... You know, God has blessed me to do many other things uh, in this, you know, in my going about for civil rights and counseling and things. In 95, I ran the first HIV program in Baker County. I also collaborated Uh, with five... Which was Hmm? the first H... The first AIDS, HIV. HIV yes program in Baker County with and collaborated with five graduate students on a health education book that won statewide recognition from University of Florida and Jacksonville University. In '99, I was recipient of the Presidential Medallion of the Florida General Baptist Convention for <clears throat> writing the addendum to the Constitution uh, for the Florida General Baptist Convention concerning women preachers, women ministers. And, you know, I just... Uh, what a, we're talking about awards. 
let me ask you, uh, you uh, NAACP award. You, did did you ever? Yes, I, I received the NAACP award. Uh, I received the uh, uh, oh God. Uh, There's so many, so so many of them. You can't. You you have trouble remembering. Huh? <laughs> yes, I, I received two two Man of the Year awards from uh, Trinity United Methodist Church. But I've got so many other uh, awards, awards from various places. I one year, well, uh, for about five years, when I pastored in Gainesville. I had an exchange service with a white church, a Unitarian church over in the University of Florida, where at uh, 9 o'clock on Sunday morning I would be over there ministering to them. And at 11 o'clock they would come over to me. I was pastoring the Historical Baptist Church in Gainesville over on 2nd Street, Friendship Baptist, Missionary Baptist Church. And one year, that was on Martin Luther King Day, we would always make sure we did this. One year, on that celebration, my wife was on the front page of the Gainesville Sun with her big pretty hat on, looking good. Yes, yes, yes. I, uh, in Baker County, I was trying to think. I was, uh, um, after I had encounters with the Baker County on that, I was appointed to the board of directors of the Education Foundation in Baker County. <laughs> uh, well, you did, now recently, you, uh, you were at, uh, you were at uh, Lake City Community College. What was that about? Oh, uh, they did a proclamation uh, uh, for the first day of Black History. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, yeah. You, yeah, that's what that was about a week ago, and I was on the front page of the newspaper. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you. Uh, oh, excuse me. They wanted me to ahead. come out talk with the vice president because, you know, with uh, the situation that. The governor has stirred up, you know, I wanted to make sure I stayed within the boundaries of uh, the conversation mm-hmm. that I'm supposed to uh, present on the 27th at the auditorium at the college. I, I can't, there are certain subjects that I, I can't talk about. I understand what you're saying, clearly. Yes, definitely. Now you you've been uh, you've been a soldier. You you you've been in Christ's army as a minister for a whole lot of years. I know you don't want to tell me how many. <laughs> well, all together, <laughs> could I say thirty plus? Yeah, 30 could I plus. say thirty six? Could I say thirty six years plus? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, God has been good to me. I, I, uh, uh, I have been the moderator over churches. I've been the 
chairman of the Board of Christian Education in the First Central Edu- First Central Missionary Baptist Association. I have been the secretary for the moderators for the Florida General Baptist Convention. God has been good. I went from the back door of the convention doing nothing to being with the president and standing before the audience. And this all occurred because of the foundation that I received from Richardson High School, also from Lake City uh, Community College and Lake City Community College and Forest Ranger School. Yes, yes, yes. There was one other thing I want to mention to you, Mr. Presley. Yes, go, go right back ahead. You definitely 90, go ahead. Back in 99, I hand-delivered a message to the superintendent Barton in Baker County, the Baker County School Dentistry. Because serious allegations had been made against the driver of a school bus, bus number 22. The litany of the allegations are the bus is covered, I mean a car outed rather, you know, which led to additional problems both with students and drivers. Racial mm-hmm. slurs, the N-word, was often used on the bus. Raffle tickets were being sold to the students by the bus driver <laughs> for a rifle that was being raffled off for the driver's church. Mm. <laughs> Solutions <laughs> for that. <laughs> they took eight students off of that bus, installed cameras, and the driver admitted her guilt. Yes. The driver need, you know, to, he had to refrain from selling tickets to the students. And the driver needed to maintain better discipline. And that bus monitors were placed on the bus. You know, racial slurs, threats, and intimidation should not be tolerated on no buses. Absolutely. But I just thank God. As I said, God has carried me through so many times. And I think it was 92 in Gainesville, there was a sheriff race. Many, some preachers walked away. But myself, Reverend Johnson, and Reverend Leroy Davis, we stood with the officers at that were being attacked by one of the candidates. And by standing with those officers and being out in the community, we turned the sheriff race around. And the person that we were supporting won the race. And from that, Gainesville, a lot of we kind of received two high-ranking black people in their staff. Beautiful. God is have a ministry to do things to help others. The funny thing about that, when we were doing that, 
uh, one of the policemen asked me did I have a gun because I had to drive from Gainesville through Lake Butler through the woods <laughs> to get yeah. home out of Sanderson. And I said, no, all I've got is my Bibles. Yes, yes. <laughs> God was with me on that endeavor. And I didn't really think about the danger of it because my wife and children were out, say, in the woods where we live. And it was right across the street from my hunting ground. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they could have shot my place up and killed my family. But as I said, God shielded me. Definitely. He, he, he took care Definitely. of my family. Yes. Definitely. So. Well, without question, you have been a, as I said earlier, a vociferous uh, advocate for civil rights. All while doing that, you were God's man. And I want to just say thank you so very much for what you have done. And it needs to be told. You know, right now, uh, we got people in high places who are hell-bent on keeping us from knowing our history. And I always say it's a poor frog that does not praise his own pawn. That's an old saying from way back. But 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 you uh, you are the epitome of all that a man needs to be and do. And again, I want to thank you so very much. It's been a pleasure to have you here with us. And uh, I, 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 I'm sure uh, that God is smiling, the angels are smiling because of you, things that you've done with that God had uh, prepared you to do. He supported you, he's been with you, and I'm, I'm just pleased. And again, I can't say too much. Uh, it, it's a pleasure to know you and have had a small part in your your development. And again, thank you so very much. But let me give you just uh, 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 give you just a, some time to do a closing, a brief closing statement, if you would like to do that. <laughs> I call, I, Racism I, 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 is what it all has been about. But you know, you know, I'm appreciative. The, the letters in Jesus' name will show us the answer to the problem of solving the race problem. Yes. The J in Jesus stands for justice. When you really know Jesus, you'll practice justice in dealing with your fellow man. Justice means fair play. It means equal treatment under the law. It means giving every man, woman, boy, or girl the respect he or she deserves, regardless of his or her race, creed, or color. People that know Jesus practice justice. 
The E in Jesus stands for enlightenment. People who are colorstruck, culture-struck, and neighborhood-struck are living in the dark ages, but people who know Jesus are enlightened people. So many people who have made it to the 21st century are still living in the 18th century. They resent black people who are intelligent, articulate, and who can speak the king's English. Their idea of a black person is a head-scratching, tap-tap-dancing, gravel voice, grinning Uncle Tom who will laugh at demeaning jokes and split three verbs in uttering one sentence. They are Mm -hmm. still living in the dark ages, but people who know Jesus uh, are enlightened people. They believe in progress. They have dismantled all of those old barriers which once separated them from other children of God. And the only race which matters to them is the human race. They yeah. know that they know that black lives matter, too. The first S in Jesus stands for security. People who really know Jesus have a sense of security. They are not cocky, but they are confident. They know that their souls are anchored in the Lord. People who have the security which comes from knowing Jesus don't have to look down on other people, other races, in order to feel like they are somebody. Just knowing Jesus gives you the somebody feeling. People who know Jesus don't have to look down upon others as being inferior so that they can feel superior. They don't have to call an adult male boy to make themselves feel like a man. When you really yes. know Jesus, yes. you have a sense of security. You don't have to put other people down and trample upon them just to convince yourself that you're somebody. When you really know Jesus, you have a better yes. sense of You know, you, you know that that would say solve the race problem. The you sure. in stands for understanding. When you really know Jesus, he gives you the ability to know where people are coming from. He gives you the tolerance, patience, and wisdom in everything that it takes to comprehend all that is taking place around you. When they really know Jesus, they they, they will try to understand why some people act as they do. When they really know Jesus, they will understand that if given the same set of circumstances, they will do the same thing. You see, when you really know Jesus, before condemning somebody for some improper act, they will walk a mile in that person's shoes and try to understand just where they're coming from. Yes, yes. Yes. The last S in Jesus stands for sympathy. When you really know Jesus, you're sensitive to the needs of others, and you can sympathize with those who are less fortunate. Jesus sympathized with the people who were hungry so much that he fed them. He sympathized with the people who were blind so much until he gave them sight. He sympathized with people who were sick so much until he healed their sick bodies. Yes, yes, yes. And if you really know Jesus, you will sympathize with those 
who suffer. You, if you really know Jesus, yes. you will sympathize with the poor and the needy. And then, if you really knew Jesus, you would sympathize with those who have been shortchanged and cheated out of their slice of the economic pie. Yes, yes, if yes. If you really know Jesus, mm-hmm. you will sympathize with those that have been ignored and left out of the mainstream of this American society. I believe I've gone on enough. Oh, yes. Well, thank you so very much. And thank with you. that, yes, sir, with that, we'll say good night. Good night. Thank you again. God bless. God bless.